live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby! We're going to be here all day! Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party! Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. No Jordy Holtberg. Not today. Matt Miguez filling in for the next three hours. I hope you're ready for that. Well, two for the Jordy Holberg show and then an hour of Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. So three in total. Welcome into the Jordy Holberg show on this Good Friday. Once again, Matt Miguez. Producer extraordinaire slash co-host with the most slash Jordy Holberg show co-host, James Mesh. Happy Friday, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty much just a producer for this show. He only has me on for the one segment at, for, at 3.30 on Fridays. So normally, yes, you are just and I'm a producer. Just, and, but at that point, I'm just kind of like a delegated guest. But today you're co-hosting. So yes. today you are a co-host of the Jordy Holberg Show, which is why I gave you the title. Which is fair. Thank you very much. Producing the show. I know, I know that's your next question. Who, who, who the hell is pushing the buttons? <laughs> Who's spinning the tunes? It is the producer extraordinaire, the fiance extraordinaire. Yes, I stole that from RP3, the big, bald, beautiful one. I'm sorry. It's fine. Hannah Five Names. Hannah, I'm thrilled to actually finally be able to do a show with you. I'm nervous. I don't know why you we thought it was a good be. idea to put all three of us, <laughs> the young ones of the station, together in one the, show. The young bucks. And, and not to mention. With, with no adult supervision, by I the way. I was going to say. <laughs> There's only DJ Stephanie for Z1059 and Carol Ross with Blanc in 98.5 on the opposite side of this hallway. Other than that, we this have, whole building's empty. No. So I, I don't know why they had the bright idea we, to put we, all three of us together, but this we, is the triple threat. We running this, baby. <laughs> we running this. The young generation takeover is what's oh. happening today. You you messed up RP3. I'll be honest. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, you're probably golfing. You're not listening live, but I'm gonna tell you. The reason that he messed up is that this is gonna become like the number one show at this station. I just we're, I just thought of a, I just show. I just thought of a nickname for this. If Hannah was right there, this would be like the toxic table. <laughs> toxic table. Oh, Thank I like you. that. Go answer our Twitter poll question of the day. What are you looking forward to most about Easter weekend? Is it baseball? Cajuns, Tigers, McNeese, Astros, playing the Mariners. Ugh. We're not starting this today. Oh, we so it's are. Not. No, <laughs> we I, no, so are. Right before we started, I said we're going to... To talk bad about the Mariners right away. Can we not? There was, there was, there was no waiting. There There's w- going to be a whole segment Why? bashing the Mariners. Let's, it's going to no. happen. Mm-mm. I'm good. Are you most excited about the Pels play-in game against the Clippers tonight? Woe's dropping massive news earlier. Paul George has entered health and safety protocols and isn't going to play. So now, 
I don't want to say the Pelicans have a much easier path, but they kind of have a much easier path. <laughs> right? You would you would think so. You definitely would think so. I mean, they don't have Paul Because on, on paper, you're looking at it. Looking at looking at the team by itself, Reggie Jackson is you would say their best player. Markeith Morris could That's give scary. you Markeith Morris could give you fifteen, but Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Nolan Powell, Zubach. That's pretty much going to be their starting five. I'm, yeah, that's that's a little that's a little uh, a little different than what we're uh, what we're used to seeing out of the Pels. Of course, I mean, you, you never you never you never know with pandemic P. Pandemic P. Because he he's he has not been very all that good in the playoffs. Right, right. Since since he's been traded multiple that's, times now. That's very true. That's very true. So I wasn't super worried about the Pels' chances tonight, but the fact that PG is not there and it's just going to be. Reggie Jackson. I wouldn't even. Me, I wouldn't even be surprised if Reggie Jackson tried to drop forty tonight. It makes me feel a lot better about it. Yeah, because even if Reggie Jackson drops forty, what little stress I had on tonight's game, it it's definitely evaporated for the most part. I'm not super stressed. Because say it. say Reggie drops forty, what what's what's you're going to be your second highest point total? It's going to be out of who Zubac. I don't. Th- I don't you, think it would be Zubac. I think it, I think it would be Mark Markeith. Who gives you what? Fifteen? That's maybe? what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he would give you fifteen. So forty. I said Markeith. Markeith plays for the Heat. I'm talking about Marcus Morris. So forty. I always get confused with those twins. Forty's not going to be enough. And if, that's if, that's if even CJ, if he that's even if he gets there. Well, right. Because if CJ scores his twenty seven twenty eight a game that he's averaging, Bi is going to give you twenty plus. I or mean, or or at the little. 17, 18, but right. give you get get you some boards and get a couple assists. Jonas is going to give you. 13 14 with 15 rebounds of course like double double machine 40 points from one guy is not going to be enough for the clippers and like you said even if he gets to that point yeah what's reggie's average of this year reggie's average it is not even 17 it's 16.8 exactly so him getting to 40 would probably be his season high so I'm I'm not worried about that. I think the Pels got this. Ray doesn't think so, but I do. I don't know. Just watching you run to catch Ray before he left to tell him that the guy was out. I was like, oh, if they lose, it would suck. For it, oh, I would. Years. I would be brokenhearted. I would be brokenhearted because it would be the most Pel things ever since it, you have this. Totally you have this build up. It totally would. Oh, speaking of, since we are talking, yeah, grab, grab me, the basketball. Let me grab my grab the basketball. Uh, finals basketball. Oh, is, is whatever a, whatever we're talking. I'm going to hold that. So whenever yeah. if whenever we get to Saints at some point during this today, I will have our deflated NFL football. <laughs> and then we're Tom I have, Brady up in here. And then I have, mm. <laughs> and then I have my baseball glove and Ray's baseball that I took from his. Oh, you threw us under yeah. the bus that we took his baseball. No, I'm saying I did. It wasn't y'all. It was See? me. He did it. But I'm just gonna put it right back in the cup, so it doesn't matter. So back to back to the poll question: Is it baseball? Is it the Pels? Is it the Eastery thing to do? Spending time with your family, dying dying the eggs, Wame. having the Easter egg or, hunt, or is it is it something else? Is it alone time? Is it you know whatever? Let us know. So far, six people have voted. Getting all social four, media. Four four of the six have said <laughs> spending time with your family. Good for you. I'm somehow gonna eat. Three dozen eggs at my house 
this three, weekend. That's three, the plan. I want to get rid of all those eggs so all. fast. Just dye them. And I gotta go buy the dye, and I got. Wait, you said you're gonna it. eat them. I'm gonna fi- find a way. My <laughs> best friend's in my house yet tomorrow, and we're gonna make I don't know scrambled eggs, egg burritos. I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for your toilet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna be a fun time. You're gonna oh. go. To, you're gonna go to war with that toilet. But like, oh, I, no. I went to my house yesterday with only a dozen eggs. Oh, oh only. <laughs> I let Kenneth come into the house, and now I have three and a half dozen because I used half of one to make dinner last night mm. we so. we have a great show lined up today at 2 30 jim gazzolo is gonna stop in from the lake charles american press oh the great gazzolo to talk mcneese uh at three o'clock Jarrett reed will join us from pro pels talk to preview the pels play in game and then it's a friday on the jordy holtberg show and what would a friday on the jordy holtberg show be without fridays with faust so at 3.30, George Faust will join us. Phone lines, the hotline is open. 337-706-0111. I know that the Jordy doesn't typically open the hotline, but the hotline is open today. This isn't his show today. This is ours. Yeah, we're, we're, we're running <laughs> this. It's Sorry, Jordy. It's just going to be what it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, phone hotline is open 706-0111 and then here in Acadiana you can watch the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. You'll actually be able to see me because I, 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 I rarely change the camera to myself. And the world will be <laughs> able to confirm that I have better hair than Just because I'm having a bad hair today? Bad hair day? Hey. And I'm that having, bad to me. And I'm having a great hair day. Look at this. Look at me. Uh-huh. I'll let you pump yourself up. That's hey oh. <laughs> Whatever. Hey oh. A little confidence boost right there. Just yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. You you need to you need to He said boost I, yourself need, up. I need a confidence boost. You're I right. get it. I You're get right. it. It's, it's, okay. it's been it's been a rough week in Matt's world. Okay. Uh, <laughs> happier things. Um Happier things, Cajun's baseball. Good God almighty. Nineteen base hits. 14-2 victory. You know what Kevin Foote told me last night? What? Too he many said, runs? He said that he was nervous about tonight's game because they scored too many runs last night. There it yes, is. Yes. The so is the Piper going to get paid tonight? Or is he going to get paid on Saturday, when, <laughs> oh. on tomorrow when I have to go? Dear gosh. Him and the Piper, he, man. Which is interesting because whenever I go to games, the only time the Cajuns lose is when I'm late. So don't be late. So, But the, plan, but the thing is, I was going to go to... To mesh family Easter, and that's that was going to start at at eleven. Uh, starts at eleven. Yeah. The game's not till four. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I was going to leave there around two ish. Uh, a little early, but okay. But 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 that's another thing is my sister. One of my sisters is getting married, so I was going to get fitted. Mm. So I was going to go mm. to the men's warehouse in the mall. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was going to go there, and hopefully that was done by three o'clock. So I'm gonna so hopefully be there. Like forty minutes early, so yeah, that could work. So hopefully and, and, they, and, and if they have you, to, if they have to pay the piper, that would be today. And with you yeah. being there forty minutes early, uh-huh. you could do some justice for the game's social media, and go down on the field and take pregame pictures and all that kind of jazz. Maybe I shouldn't have said my my game plan. You could you could you could contribute <laughs> to, to social media, Jamesy. That would that would be good. That'd be fun. Yeah, Jamesy. Don't call me that. <laughs> donut. Yeah, it's donut. 
Everyone wants to know the explanation whenever I say your name is Donut. But I'm like, um, Reed's do you last name. Do you literally not do you live, live in, in do you live under a rock? <laughs> do you not live in the Acadian area? Do oh, I not man. live? I don't know, five minutes from Ashes Donuts. <laughs> like what? I can I can already tell that the next couple hours are gonna be You know what's funny? A great time. Anytime wow. I've had like a substitute teacher where they're not from this area, it's all like Mache. Oh yeah, that was a good Mechie? another Mechie? <laughs> Met there was one where one, one guy was like, Mishi? Mishi? Well, okay, have you read my last name? You want to hear some of the butcherings that I've heard? Miguez. Miguez. Miquez. Miquez. McGee's. I have heard it all, dude. It is it, it is rough growing up in South Louisiana and not having a South Louisiana last name. I don't know. I, I just feel like yours is obvious. Uh, you would think. I can understand my because it... I mean, it is a it is a French last name. I guess I guess the way sometimes it's written, people mistake the G for a Q. I don't know. And and, and I understand it because you're so used to the M E S H mesh book sack. Oh yeah, that's mesh. But that's also my name. Oh, that's true. <laughs> let's let's way take to, a time out right way here. To, way to put two and two together. <laughs> Let, let's take a time out right here, and when we come back. Here on the Jordy Holberg Show. We're going to talk some Cajuns baseball. We've got post-game audio from head coach Matt Deggs, Tyler Robertson, and Brandon Talley. This is the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene or was even born. Now, back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. One zero three seven Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ballpark with our latest Astros Weekend giveaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you, yes you, can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros weekend giveaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Le Meridian Hotel in downtown Houston, and The Game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I've actually won that giveaway before. I won it like three years ago. And I legit had a blast. But when I won it, I got four tickets to a game. It, it, it's basically the same thing. I got four tickets to a game. I got my parking pass. I got a tour. And then I got my hotel. And it was a great time. And guess who the Astros played that weekend, Hannah Five Names? I'm assuming my Mariners. They did. <laughs> and would you would you like to discuss who won that game? I'm all right, bro. Hand of five names. It's cool, bro. It, it was actually the Seattle Mariners. Oh, proud of my my guys. It was it was actually the Seattle Mariners. Um, you probably couldn't name a single player that was on that team two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you name five right now? Other than J Rod, J Rod does not count as one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give me five. Um, uh, well, I'll even. How about three? How about three? Three. You can't go to the ESPN roster. 
or any of their roster. And I have the roster pulled up just to make sure that you are great. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm it. Really correct got, here. There's literally a guy that I keep watching that they put on the mic, mm-hmm. like, and I still don't even know what his name is. Mm. It feels like Jesse something. <laughs> it's funny because there's one close to Jesse. There, there it, starts actually, with, it starts with a J. There, there actually is a Jesse. Uh-huh, Jesse Winker. Uh-huh. Win. Sure, we'll give we'll give that one. <laughs> okay, so that's you, one. You have one. Um, is there like a TJ or PJ something like that? There's or a CJ. JP. Yeah, see, so I'm close. JP Crawford. <laughs> okay, so that's more than I thought you would know. There's two. See? Are we even counting that? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give it to her. <laughs> We're counting that? Okay. And then if, if you count that's J-Rod, it. okay, you can name three see, Mariners players. See? There you go. Uh, a couple other names you might want to learn. Okay. Mitch Hanniger. Isn't Verlander? Wasn't that one of them? Verlander plays for the That's Astros. That's the Astros. That's what kept talking about it and kept saying the the Mariners over and over again after yeah. that. So, that was so Mitch Mitch Hanniger. Okay. Jared Kalinick. Okay. And Ty France. Okay. Those are some guys you might want to remember. Big Ty France guy. I'm, I'm I'm actually a really big Ty France guy. Ty, Ty France is a hell of a baseball player. And which ones? Okay, are, are they all pitchers? No, no Ty France is a are. third baseman. Yeah, Ty France is a okay. third baseman. Uh, Jared Kalinick and Mitch Haniger are both outfielders. Got it. Okay. You, right. have, you have it mentally written down in your notes, in your mind? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's stay on the baseball conversation now. Let's start with, with LSU. Uh, they lost 5-4 last night at the hands of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas jumped out to a 2-0 lead through three. LSU comes back with six, not six, three in the sixth to make it 3-2. Arkansas would then score three in the seventh to make it 5-3. And then you get to the eighth. And the eighth is where the game was lost for LSU. You score a run to make it 5-4. You score it on a Jacob Berry single. Dylan Cruz advances to second. He would later advance to third on a single. And then a batter would get walked to load the bases. So you have the bases loaded and... I want to say there was only one out at this point. Bases loaded, one out, you're down a run in a crucial, crucial SEC series. How do you not score one run to tie the game? With as much offensive firepower as they have. Right. How, how do you not get, even even the bases are loaded, get a pop fly to center field. Mm-hmm. At least get a get a day. yeah get a get a sack out like, to you, tie you the game. You don't even need a base hit. You no. need a, you need a ball deep enough to get that runner from third home, and you couldn't even get that. No, you know what happened? You grounded into a damn double play. Why not? Yellow. Like inconsistency and then, at its finest. And so, so that's not a great scenario. But however, you still have one more at bat, yeah, and you're still only down a run, right? You commit two errors in the eighth. Jordan Thompson bobbles a 
a ground an easy grounder again. And I I don't want to spend my this entire rant segment whatever knocking Jordan Thompson's inability as a shortstop. But do I need a suit up cuz I played shortstop? He plays the most important in my opinion at least and and you may agree or disagree with me. He plays the most important defensive position on the field and leads the team in errors. Yeah. <clears throat> Make it make sense. It's interesting because Coach Jay Johnson did make a lot of adjust- well, not I don't want to say a, a bunch, but he did make some tweaks to the defense, and they they were starting to look good. But now now we're starting to see those those errors again. Now we're now we're starting to see those hiccups on defense. He literally said in the press conference last week, "Oh, I think I'm a lined up, you know, in the way I want it to be and ready to go when people need to be for their right spots." You sure sh- about that? Is that your Jay Johnson voice? Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Pretty, pretty that was, impressive. That was, pretty, that, was, that was spot on. That was actually that was, that was pretty impressive. Thank you very much. I bow. Yeah, Jordan Thompson Jordan Thompson and Kay Doty are tied for the team lead. They both have 10 errors on the year. Jordan Thompson has a fielding percentage of 88.6. He's doing great. That's not very good. That means that for every 10 at-bats, or every 10... Hits or what? However you want to look at it, he commits an error. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes too. That's not good. Yeah. <sighs> I, I just—it's stressful, man. It's I mean, stressful. People do go and they get fake IDs. You can get a fake school ID and you can go sit up for them. Chase. You'll appreciate this one. Tyler McManus is rolling in with a. Fielding percentage of 98.7. Hello, there's my, my dude. Dylan Cruz, <clears throat> 990. I mean, Kate, look, look at... So, K Doty, yes, he's committed 10 errors this year. His fielding percentage, however, is still at 91.5. What's keeping his number that high? That's what I want to know. Um, The amount of putouts and assists that he has. He has 20 more putouts and 10 more assists than Jordan Thompson does. So that's why. He, he's K. Doty has played 30 more balls than Jordan Thompson has. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just... For, for a team that has the firepower that they do, I just don't understand how your most important defensive position can mess up the most. Is that much of a liability? Right. He's a good he's got a good bat. But he is they, such they all have good bats. Well right. <laughs> right. They all have good bats. Right. Jordan Thompson batting two eighty four. He's got three home runs, eighteen RBIs, a slugging percentage of four forty eight. So I mean he's a good he's a good bat. Good. Mm-hmm. Why not let him DH? You can't tell me there isn't another kid on this roster that can't play shortstop. I, I can't I can't believe that. Or or God, put Jacob Berry at shortstop and put somebody else at second base. You can't tell me that there's not somebody that can fill in that role. I, I'll never believe you. I don't believe you. I I mean, 
my thought is, well, if that's the well, maybe it's just the fact that the certain players are just better at their natural position instead of moving them to shortstop so that way shortstop isn't such a liability. Could it work? Probably, but I mean moving the second baseman or moving the third or first baseman to shortstop and then taking somebody out, then that's going to take some more getting used to and we're already halfway into the season. Could would you have to make a drastic change if you're desperate enough? I mean yeah, but at the same at, at the same time, LSU still 23 and 10. Like it's still a it's still a pretty good record. And they only lost by the one yeah, run. Yeah, but they're they're barely above five hundred in conference. They are, but the, they're seven and six in the SEC. I mean, I I get it. The, even seven and six in the SEC is not terrible. It's not, but however, yeah. come May considering every everyone is pretty much at that point. Come May Everyone's around that five hundred mark. A series win against Arkansas is going to go a long way come the postseason. How do you because, figure? Because, well, for starters, Arkansas is the number seven team in the country. Um, it, it, it all comes down to strength of schedule and RPI. And Arkansas is going to provide you more of an RPI boost than, say, a Missouri will. It's because you're playing on the road. They're a higher ranked team. They've played tougher competition. Like all the way around, Arkansas. For perfect example, Arkansas beat LSU, so they have a high RPI already. I mean, Arkansas beat UL, so that's RPI points. Considering that RP that L, that UL is currently sitting at 45th nationally in RPI. A bunch of formulas, a bunch of math that goes into it. But again, the math that apparently Ray is. Good at these are wins you got to get, you got to get them. Yeah, let's take a time out right here. And when we come back, the great Jim Gazzolo will join us to talk some McNeese Cowboys baseball getting a win last night, softball playing today. We'll talk about it all here on the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Jordy Holtberg has been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast booth. But did you know he was also a star on the dance floor? We just washed your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you can hit my hair. John Travolta ain't got nothing on the blonde bomber. Now back to the man with all the moves. Jordy Holtberg and the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Has your tickets to this epic weekend of music? You could score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout, featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan the Stallion, just to name a few. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in beautiful Gulf Shores, Alabama, when VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to the Jordy Holtberg Show, minus Jordy Holtberg. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, Hannah Five Names, the, the trio of amigos, and away we go. Hey-o. 
It's time to talk some McNeese Cowboys now. Apparently I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Oh, there I go again. McNeese picking up a 9-3 win over Incarnate Word last night. Softball playing last night and today against Northwestern State. Here to talk about all of it is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jim Gazzolo. Jim, good afternoon. Happy Good Friday to you. How are you? I'm doing good, but I don't know if I'm a legend. More of a myth. Oh, no, you're, you're definitely a legend. You're definitely no, a legend. I don't think so. so where do you want to go with this? All right, Jim. Let, let's Life in the chuck. Life in the chuck. Yeah, I mean, let, let's start there. How's, how is life in the chuck? Um, it's all right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like everything else in the chuck. It's under repair. You're right, right. No, I understand. I understand. Let's talk about this baseball game last night. Uh, a nine to three win for the Cowboys. Uh, at one point in the fifth, it was nine to nothing. You know what? What worked? Yes, what worked well for this offense last night? Well, they they came out aggressive, um, swung at a lot of first pitches. Uh, first three of the first four hitters went single, single, then an out, then a double to score two runs, and they were off and running. Really, the the offense has been very good with Brandon Duhan now in the number one spot. He's hitting 500 in the last five games. He had three games. This is last night was his third game in the last five, um, where he's had three hits or better. So he's kind of ignited the offense and kind of allowed them to move some people and slot some people in some run production positions that they didn't have before. You know, one one batting statistic that really is sticking out to me is Braden Duyon, three for five. With two runs and two RBIs, yeah. How was how was his performance, especially that double? How was he able to be kind of the spark for the offense last night? Well, that's the thing is he he came into the season. He's a transfer from Louisiana Tech. He came into the season as a local kid, didn't know where he would play. Kind of won the right field job, and has really solidified it because he's been very aggressive. Um, he 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 said he calls himself a spark plug. He's comfortable in the leadoff spot, and he's comfortable in the running situations. And this is a team that, you know, is fifth in the nation in stolen bases. So they will run when they get on base. Their problem has been um, middle relief has really been their biggest issue. You know, they blew a 7 nothing lead at New Orleans on Sunday. So they will give back some runs. So when it was 9 nothing, uh, not everything was calm. <laughs> right, right. Chatting with Jim Gazzolo from the Lake Charles American Press. Jim... Grant Rogers was the winning pitcher for McNeese last night, going five and two thirds, seven hits, three runs, struck out three. On the season, however, forty nine pitches, forty nine innings, thirty nine hits, only thirty one runs. He struck out fifty with a three point eight six ERA for the year. He's kind of been the the workhorse for for this bullpen. Kind of talk about his season and especially his performance last night. No, he's he's been it. He throws strikes. He fills the strike zone. He doesn't walk a lot of people. Works very fast, so I love him on deadline Friday nights. Um, but he really he gets ahead of hitters. He does if he does have an issue, it's like last night. He goes five. He goes first five innings, two hits, and then all of a sudden he kind of hits a wall in the sixth or seventh inning. That's been his issue. Um, last night they were able to control it with only three runs, but he he has gone out and given them solid performances. He could easily be five. Instead of four and three, he could easily be five, six win guy. Um, 
the back end of the bullpen has blown a couple of his games. But he's kept them in every game and easily become the, the ace, which I didn't think they expected from him. Let's transition to, to softball now. They got the win one nothing last night over Northwestern State in Natchitoches. Jill Poulard getting the single in the third to score Willingham. You know, Poulard's she she's been the catalyst for this team all season. I remember, you know, paying very close attention to the matchup between McNeese and the Cajuns, and she was just dominant. How talk about her performance again, you know, throughout the year and, and coming up big yet again for this team. Oh, she's been huge because she is the run producer. She's in the middle of the lineup. She's always in the action. And really, when they played the Cajuns here and they fell behind by two runs in the eighth and she drove in two with the, with the double to tie it, then they fell behind again in the 13th and scored two runs to win it. Uh, that has kind of been, I, I want to say, that kind of took them out of kind of a midseason malaise and really got them excited. They've played very well since. Uh, they, and they knocked off the team that was right on their heels last weekend, two out of three. They won last night against Northwestern State, who's in second place. They're beating them right now, two to one. I think in the sixth last I saw in game one of their doubleheader. So that game kind of propelled them into a situation where they became very resilient and know they can come back on good teams. And I think that was a big lift for them. And she's right in the middle of all their big hits. Uh, obviously, they get some people on base for her, but she's been the one knocking runs in. Chatting with Jim Gazzolo from the Lake Charles American Press. They're up 3-1 to one currently in the top of the seventh. 3-1? Yeah. Uh, so, it seems like they're going to take game two as well. Leading up to tonight's, going back to baseball now, leading up to tonight's game against Incarnate Word, what does this team have to do to take the series early? Uh, pitch well. <laughs> pitch well early. Um Really, that's, that's their key is if Chance Stone can come out, throw strikes, and give them five solid innings. He's coming off of Tommy John uh, last year, but he's pitched really well this year. Get it deep into where they only, they only need one bridge to get to Cam Foster as their closer, maybe only two innings. They're okay. When they have to go in the, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth of the bullpen, then you start stretching them out, and they don't have enough arms down there that are, that are capable of getting big outs. But that, once again, it's going to be can they get off to a good start? Because they have they have played very well in games they take leads in. When they fall behind, though, they run into trouble, especially with some shaky defense, and suddenly games get away from them. All right, Jim, I got two more for you before I let you run. Uh, we're doing a, a weekly blog post here at the game about getting to know each of us that works here. And, and this week our question is, give me a sports moment that has made you cry. A sports moment that's made me cry. Whether it's happy or sad. Oh, it's um, got to be the 83 playoffs when uh, Tito Landrum hit a home run in the 10th inning off Britt Burns to beat the White Sox 1-0. <laughs> 1983. Way before my <laughs> I haven't time. haven't cried much since then. <laughs> Way before my time, Jim. Way before my time. Yeah. And uh, la- lastly, m- my friend, what's your uh, what's your plans for Easter this weekend? Uh, baseball tomorrow, and then I'm going to go over to my uh, daughters for to watch the twins and uh, play with play with her twins and eat Easter food. <laughs> that, hey, that sounds like a perfect Easter weekend to me. Jim Gazzolo has been our guest. I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Have a great Easter, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys have a good time. There he goes, Mister Jim Gazzolo. 
Let's take a quick look at the Twitter poll question before we take a timeout. What are you looking forward to most about Easter weekend? Is it baseball? Is it the Pels? Is it your family? So far, 57% of you say it's spending time with your family. 29% says it's baseball in some form. And then 14% say it's the Pels play-in. James, what do you got? For me, probably probably good to see my family. I don't see them all that often. Five names? Uh, I'm sitting at my house and having a late uh, anniversary dinner on Sunday. Not bad. Because today makes one year until we get married. So. Oh. Breakfast tonight, Olive Garden on Sunday. Ooh, Olive Garden. Chicken mm. and dumplings. Un- unlimited breadsticks. Breadsticks. True <sighs> Lord. I need some Olive Garden in my life. Some skinny and soup. That's the plan. Oh, man. I really did, did you say spaghetti? Are you going are you really going to Olive Garden and getting spaghetti? How <laughs> yes. basic can you be, Hannah? Well, see, Ken doesn't like angel hair pasta, so oh I God. use Olive oh, Garden as my oh, get out to eat angel hair y'all, pasta. Y'all, y'all gonna share a plate? Y'all no. gonna lady in the trampet? Oh, no. how cute. He just only eats linguine, so at the house when oh, I make spaghetti, man. I have to use linguine. <laughs> at Olive Garden, I have my own bowl of angel hair pasta by myself. Tell tell your fiance that he is weird because noodles taste the same. They're I, just <laughs> shaped differently. I, I, I've said that multiple times. Do we have to talk about your steak preference? <laughs> Yes. Okay. We're not doing this. <laughs> okay, then. We're not doing this. If it's still mooing on the plate, I don't want it. But it's not. It's, it's not literally mooing, though. Oh, is, is it? It's, it's the reference. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so time out. Um. Let's take a time out. And when we return. I hate to have you get more embarrassed. We will finally talk some Cajuns baseball, like we were supposed to earlier, before we went on our LSU tirade. And we'll wrap up our number one of the Jordy Holtberg show right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana's sports station. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the blonde bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's time to laugh until it hurts. But the pain will be for a great cause, so it's okay. Cajun Comic Relief returns Saturday, April 23rd at Angel Hall on the campus of UL Lafayette. The comedy event with its proceeds benefiting the Cajun Navy Ground Force will feature comedians and entertainers like Sam Jobert, Steve Shaw, and the legendary Raging Cajun John Morgan. KADN news anchor Jeff Horshack and our very own big, bald, and beautiful one, Raymond Parsh III, better known as RP3, will serve as co-MCs for the event. Tickets cost $30 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. Welcome back to the Jordy Holtberg Show. James Mesh, Matt Miguez. Together we might act like Jordy Holberg, but we don't look like Jordy Holberg. We could never look like the Blonde Bomber. No. The Blonde, the blonde Bomber is too handsome for the both of us. Uh, so, you know, there's that. 
Cage's baseball. Smooth transition. <laughs> I, I know that was that was no, terrible. That was fantastic, that was, sir. It was terrible. Loved it. It was terrible. I wasn't sure if you needed like a guy to hand. <laughs> okay, can can we move on? <laughs> Cajuns baseball defeating ULM fourteen to two last night in front of a crowd of about four thousand at MLT Moore Field at Russo Park. <laughs> Season high nineteen base hits for the Cajuns, and after the game which was their fourth win, by the way. Coach Deggs was asked what it meant to keep building on the momentum of this win streak. I think you got to stay day-to-day. And, uh, you, you know, and that was the big talk today in our, our meeting was this is the only game we got, and we'll do whatever it takes to get this game. And I think if you stay in that mindset, you can stay a little level-headed and, and understand that every day is a brand-new day. We're going to need a good pitching performance tomorrow, continue to play good defense, and – continue to apply pressure and turn the screws when we're at the dish. That solid pitching performance is going to have to come from the hand of Jacob Schultz tonight for the Cajuns against ULM. But last night, they got a solid performance out of Brandon Talley. Six complete. It was the first time in his career that he had thrown six innings. Seven hits, only two runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts, which was also a career high for the senior. Brandon Talley, after the game, was asked if he's totally comfortable being a starting pitcher now. Yeah, I think I am. I think I've got, not that I was uncomfortable to start with, but, I mean, it was something that I hadn't done since high school. So, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I've gotten that routine, and, yeah, it's, it's been, it's, I felt a lot more comfortable these last uh, few times, for sure. Offensively for Louisiana, Tyler Robertson was the difference maker. Five plate appearances, four hits, a single two doubles, and a triple. He only needed a home run to complete a cycle. Coach Deggs, after the game, was asked about TR and his dominance at the plate as of late. Yeah, he's a freak athlete, and, and you know, athletes usually catch up, and he's worked his tail off and to put himself in a good position. He's playing a really good third base and uh, just making stuff happen. You know, he's a home run away from the cycle tonight and I uh, got a little big there at the end and got jammed for another double, but real proud. It was a good, good team win. You know what's interesting about cycles? That's that's another term that I've learned so far from being here and actually going to Cages games because originally I didn't know what a bulk was. I had foot kind of vaguely explain it to me and now I learned what a cycle was based off of this and Funny enough, Big T Rob actually talked about nearly hitting a cycle last night. That's like my only time ever doing that. So, but Coach Deggs, before I went up there, he was like, I want you to hit home run right here, but don't open up. And that's exactly what I did. But it went in no man's land, so I got lucky. Yeah, you know, he, it was so funny listening to him post game last night. He was he, he talked about, you know, just what he just said before he walked up to the plate. Deggs told him not to open his shoulders up because that's not going to give him the power that he needs to hit a home run. What does he do? Opens up his shoulders. <laughs> like, as as a coach, you, you almost have to not tell the kid anything, because when you tell them to do something, you're putting so much pressure on them that they're going to end up doing that. I was going to say, they're going to do the complete opposite of what right. you want them to do. Right. So just don't tell them anything. Just be like, all right, you know, go, go do your thing. And, and, then, and then let them know after the at-bat. Right. Be like, hey, I noticed you opened up. Like, Make sure next time you're at-bat, don't do that. Because oh, you, you opened up just a little too much, and that's what got you. The Cajuns winning 
last night, once again, 14-2 to behind 19 base hits, and they benefited from three errors from the Warhawks as well. Warhawks getting two runs on eight hits. And it was funny, you know, the first at-bat of the game for ULM, Mason Holt hits a leadoff triple to the left field corner. And I, I remember sitting there in the press box going, hmm, this might be an interesting game. And, and, it, and it was interesting, but in a totally different, totally different aspect. The Cajuns putting up three in the second and six in the third to completely run away with this game. Once again, they will play again tonight at 6 o'clock at the friendly confines of MLT Moore Field, and then tomorrow at 4. LSU will play at 5. And you can hear that here. Uh, crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh will be cut short by an hour to bring you that game. First pitch once again at 5 o'clock from Baumwalker Stadium in Fayetteville. Hour number one of the Jordy Holtberg Show in the books. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Hour number two. We've got some Pelicans to talk. we got some Cajuns to talk and your phone calls. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. It is a Saints touchdown. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. Oh, yeah. Hour number two of the Jordy Holberg Show. Hour number two and you. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, Hannah Five Names. Stop. What? Just stop. Stop what? Having fun? <laughs> Rhymes are not that funny. And yours especially. Wow. We do need a name, though. What's our, like... Call him out, why don't you? <laughs> God, James, go back to the production booth. I don't want her here no more. We need a name, though, for our show. What's our takeover name? Toxic Table. Toxic Table. I, I already said in the first hour. Did you not listen? Yeah. Okay. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. She probably wants it to be My Little Ponies or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, Right. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans have a play-in game tonight with the eight seed on the line between the Pelicans and the Clippers. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock from Crypto.com Arena in L.A. Joining us to break down that matchup and what we can expect from Propel's talk is Mr. Jarrett Reed. Jared, good afternoon. Happy Good Friday to you, man. How are you? Man, it's a great Friday, and it's a good Friday. Uh, shout out to y'all. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm doing well. I just finished work. The Pels play tonight. I'm ecstatic, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, it, it doesn't sound like life is too bad in the world of Jared Reed. Hey, things change in the world of Jared Reed. Shout out to Lafayette. Shout out to you, Will, first, first and foremost. Right. Uh, Thank you. I, I graduated from there in 2016. I had a wonderful time in Lafayette. I can't even find a bad thing to say about Lafayette in my entire body. See, I so, like this guy. <laughs> I, I love that place. There, I there's like nothing. 
There's no Messi's Donuts at 4 a.m.? Man, come on. Oh, what, there what it are is. we doing? There it is. Mesh's Donuts at 4 a.m. There we go. And, and it's funny you, you bring up Mesh's Donuts in particular because my co-host is a Mesh. Yes. Wow. My last name wow. is Mesh. But the only thing is... You're not. You, I am don't not, tell I'm me not you're not. Really, oh, I'm not, dude. If it like if you see me like if you see me on TV, you will see. Doesn't it doesn't look like he eats a lot of donuts? So if so, because I would have gotten a lot of free donuts as a kid, so I would I would probably look a little more like me, guys. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I said change a little of, more. Change of the subject. Change of the subject. Jarrett, the Pelicans are are three and one this year against the Clippers. Do you think? that helps them in any way tonight or is history just completely thrown out the window? Uh, see, the Clippers are like that team, that the bunch of old guys that show up to the wreck and they're already on the same team. Like you, you know that they're going to play together. Like I think it's actually worse that Paul George isn't playing uh, because they, play, they low key play better without him. Uh, they had to integrate him into the offense again, integrate him to the lineup. And yeah, he was playing well, but that doesn't necessarily say that your team's playing well. Uh, yeah, I think history, us being 3-1 against them and them being so different, and we still found a way to beat them uh, three times this year, it's good, but it's not the, the settling factor. I don't know. I think I'm more nervous now than I was when I woke up this morning. Now, you know, uh, an- another thing looking at the past, the Pelicans are riding – a streak of winning nine out of their last 14. And, you know, the the performance that they put up against the Spurs Wednesday night was one that I feel like could carry a lot of momentum into tonight. Uh, I, I know I know you said that you're more nervous than you were, but I, I got to get your, get your take, man. Realistically, what do you think the chances are that the Pelicans win this game and make a first-round playoff series? Have you ever heard of like the saying like it's good to be nervous? Like this is a good nervous. This isn't right. a bad nervous. This is our chances are higher. Yes, like I feel comfortable that we're going to get this win tonight. Like I'm not ashamed to say that. Nor am I going to knock on wood because I said it. Like no, we have a good basketball team. I also think what happened versus the San Antonio Spurs, not necessarily in the game, but the experience that those guys got. Like they want that again. Like, people showed up, man. That that atmosphere was crazy. It was insane. Like, it felt like the energy was, like, underneath you. The, the people around, people cheering, people understanding basketball, which you don't really find half the time at these Pelicans games. Now, it's a, it's a different atmosphere, and I think they want that, too. I think they want to experience a, a playoff series, at least two games, though it be versus the Suns, a 64-win team. They want to experience that, though. They have to. They just have to handle business tonight to to get that reward. Jared, I, what I'm wondering is, I, we saw a huge performance in the first half from CJ. I think he scored 23, mm-hmm. or, 27. Or 20, 27 yep. in the first half of, of his 32. Do you expect now that Paul George is out? Do you do you expect CJ to have to have to score that much and be that much of an carrying the offense or do you think it'll be a little more even scoring like do you see bi Jonas, and cj probably each having like 10 or 12 around that area or do you do you think it'll have to be a little more skewed like it was last time you know i i think this team is is unique in this like basketball is a rhythm sport it's such a rhythm sport and i think they're so giving like when a guy's hot give him the rock because 
I like even though you think it's it's skewed a little bit, but it's lo- it's honestly balanced because Brandon ended up with twenty seven points. Jonas ended up with twenty points. There were times in the third period where, where I think Jonas had like eight straight points, and mm-hmm. then Brandon closed the game. Basketball is like that sometimes. Like the energy finds you, and if for CJ, it's like oh I'll be the first one, and then it's gonna go here. It's like taking turns. And that's good basketball. And it just so happened to be like that. Now, I don't think that it's like a, you know, a recipe for success. This is how we're going to do it exactly. And this is how we're going to win. But you can win basketball games like that by sharing the basketball. Now, I do, like what you said, I do think that it's going to be a little bit more balanced. But that doesn't necessarily say that CJ won't end, end the game with 32 points. It just, it's going to be a different way of scoring 32 points. It may be. 10 here, 4 here, another 10. Like it, it could be like that. That's just basketball. Chatting with Jared Reed of Propel's Talk. Jared, I'm looking at the statistics for the Clippers, and, and Paul George obviously leads them in scoring, but he's only played 31 games this season. They're, they're the scoring leader in terms of most played games is Reggie Jackson, averaging just south of 17 points a game. Obviously, Anybody that follows basketball knows what Reggie Jackson's capable of doing in a game. Outside of him, outside of Marcus Morris, who do you see causing a lot of issues for the Pelicans tonight? Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard. Like, these guys are role players, but yet they're skilled basketball players. Last year, I think Terrence Mann had 37 or 40. I think he scored 40 points in a playoff game. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, at any point in time, one, it being one game, it's not a playoff series, it'd be one game. That's what scares me the most because basketball, it could just happen that way. One guy can just have a hot night. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just hope that, you know, we have a guy that can, can do the same. You know, in these, in these games like this, yes, you need your stars, but you also need your role players. And they're going to be at home, right? Their role players are going to play a little bit looser because now they're the underdogs. Right, Tyloo's great with underdogs. His him coming back from a three-one deficit, even though he had LeBron James on his team and Kyrie Irving, they were still dogs in that in that series. And I think he he likes that matchup. He likes that that feeling. But I also think that Willie Green likes that feeling as well. Like he he just beat Pop Pop with the most wins ever. He just right. sent him home packing. People think that might have been Pop's last game. I think that gives the coaching staff a little bit a little bit more confidence. And what we're doing, and I believe that we're going to come out on top. Chatting with Jarrett Reed of Propel's Talk. You know, I know I know you're tired of probably answering this question as much as I'm tired of asking it. If the Pelicans win this game and make the playoffs, do we see Zion Williamson in that series against the Suns? Nope. That definitively. No, we don't. Why? Why should we see Zion Williamson? Because he's on the team. Yeah. I hope I hope there's a difference between doing dunks and a, you know, fifty percent speed workout. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. A running up and down the court and NBA court is a little bit different. There's no one stopping. Hence Zion was getting hurt during the season because people were beating him up. You think it's gonna get any easier in a playoff atmosphere? You think you're gonna get calls in a playoff atmosphere? You haven't played. You haven't you, you haven't played for Willie Green yet. You don't know plays fully when, when you think about him. Because yeah, you can you can study film, but you don't know it until you're out there and trying to execute it. Your teammates don't know who you are and how you fit. You're trying to ingratiate yourself. 
though you you can score 27 in, in 10, but that doesn't guarantee us to win. That's not our – we don't know if that's a recipe for success for our team. So I, I don't see Zion playing. This is like no offense or no nothing against him. Like, man, get healthy. Make sure you're at, at full health. Don't come out here at 60, 50%. And then you get hurt even worse. Like, no, I don't think the odds are against us if we if we play. The odds are with us if we play Zion Williamson at this point. I, I completely agree, Jarrett, that, because I've been saying that all year. There's no point in putting him out there. He's He hasn't played all year. He hasn't been on the floor with Coach Green at all, so he, he isn't used to it. But what I'm wondering is, or, or wrapping up toward the end with Jarrett Reed of Propel's Talk, I want to know if you had to give a prediction, what would you say, like score wise, would you say is tonight? What, what would you give it? Hmm. With our defense, I'm I'm going one twenty three, one twenty three, one eleven pels. Oh, okay. So you're you're definitely taking that spread of minus one. Is what you, so you're you're hammering that home. Well, I mean, if yeah. You, if, if you look at the the four games this year it was 91 94 81 123-104 113-89 and then most recently it was 119-100 yeah so I, yeah I, I mean I, I would closer. say something around there go ahead my bad yeah yeah I, I would say something around 120 something to 110 something I think that's fair now do, do you see the Pelicans winning or the Clippers winning Oh, that's that's definitely Pels. Like my my allegiance <laughs> lies with it. I, I know it's pro Pels talk. I, I get it. You know the name tells it for itself. But I, I'm pretty uh, even kill or, or unbiased when it comes to these. Like, I know what my team is and what it isn't. I think we're going to get this win. You know, I, I think we've done enough this season to tell me like, hey, we get in tighter situations, and now that we have CJ McCollum, like a a legit shot maker, uh, playmaker. Like, he wants the ball in certain moments. And then you have Brandon Ingram, and you can't double him. And he, now you have Jonas Valanciunas uh, in the middle. And now the emergence of Trey, Trey Murphy, you could put him in a corner. You have Herb Jones cutting backside. Man, there's so many options on this team. There's so – like, even if people have average games on our team, I, I still don't think we lose. Like, they can have just their season averages, and I think we win this game just by being average. I think we could be that good, and I and I think the Suns definitely don't want to play us. I, I, they don't. I love the sound of that. I really do. But one one more question I've got for you. I'm I'm just as confident as you are in the Pelicans game tonight. However, I am the type of person that knows that we could just as easily lose this game. So my my question is this: If the Pelicans do lose this game, and they don't make a playoff series, considering how close they came to a playoff series. With where the season started, would you consider it a success? Oh, I consider it a success, a success right now. Like, man, we were three and sixteen. Like, to to come back and to even be at this point, it is. That's where you have to give Griff, the front office, Willie Green, the coaching staff, its credit. Like to do that is like you you essentially without Zion, you you come into a game down. 27 points every time you step on the floor. That's a big hole. And to fill that hole with an a unsung hero in, in Herb Jones, like he might be a rookie by just being in the league one year, but he doesn't play that way. You know, Jonas has a huge year. 
He has he recorded over fifty double doubles. That is insane. That is not something that you see every day from your center, especially today's NBA. Your center has fifty double doubles consistently. He plays hurt, injured. I'm gonna be honest. We don't really have that in players in New Orleans. Basketball players, <clears throat> Anthony Davis. Like we oh. we don't know what that feels like. Glass bones, street clothes. Hey 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 man. Hey. I'm just telling the truth here. Am I lying? No, you're not. The be- the best nickname I've ever heard is Anthony Street Clothes Davis. Hey, he look. He's creating these nicknames on his own. Right. No one's doing it for him. We're just describing him at this point. And, and then I heard one yesterday it was Ben Sitting Simmons. I thought that one was pretty good too. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. I'm not, hey, that that might be it. <laughs> I, I thought that one was pretty good. Jarrett Reed of Propel's Talk has been our guest. Jarrett, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Enjoy. Where are you watching the game tonight? Man, I'll be at my house. The kids are with me. Uh, so yeah, no, no, no parties tonight for oh, me. But man. good, good for you though. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And uh, tell everybody before you run, man, where they can find your stuff. Yeah, man, I'm Jerry uh, from Propel's Talk. You can find me on Twitter at K-O-N-R-A-D-R-E-E-D-5. That's Conrad Reed 5. Um, I go by 5. Y'all talked about the young lady that had five different names. So do I. Don't feel bad. Embrace them all. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, you guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk soon. Absolutely, Jared. Have a great Easter, my man. Thank you. There he goes, Jared Reed of Propel's Talk. Man, you found somebody with five <laughs> names, Hannah. I mean, I had one in high school, but he liked to say he had like a bunch of names more than I did. But I'm like, half oh, so of he's trying to one up you. He, oh, yeah. he, he was one up as soon as he, he graduated. One of those guys. Uh, no, as soon as he graduated, I had the longest name in my entire school for high school. So um, <gasps> actually, I have six names. Actually, <laughs> Matthew Jameson, John Bartholomew, Bartholomew <laughs> Collis Miguez the third. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I beat you. There's, there, there was two others. <laughs> yeah, you had to think so hard to count. I really did. Five. I had to count so hard. <laughs> Let's take a timeout. And when we come back, we'll talk some Saints and NFL news here on the Jordy Holtberg Show. This is the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the game's Festival International prize pack. Sign up for the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you will get a chance to score a pair of Bon Ton passes. I know, you like my dancing. You will get exclusive access to front row and stage areas, shaded seating, air-conditioned restrooms, an express drink line, shirts, pins, and a poster. I mean, what more could you want out of Festival International? Experience festival like never before by winning the Festival International Prize Pack from who? Okay, the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I was hoping to have some, some backup there, <laughs> but that's fine. I didn't know who you were throwing it to. You had Either one of y'all. I wanted, I wanted y'all to fight to the death over it. Um, You didn't make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, she, she, she said. You did not make that clear. By she said, means. 
Um. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. you see, well, her hangover was. Is it 107.1 Mustang? <laughs> it, it's really a great story. No, it's actually 1063 Radio Lafayette. Oh, no, I, I, thought was, I, thought it was, I thought it was News Talk 98.5. The talk of Acadiana. So, so you're telling me it's not Z1059. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Okay. <laughs> NFL News. The Saints. The Saints. God, the Colts. Have signed five-time Pro Bowl cornerback Stefan Gilmore to a two-year contract, nearly $24 million, with $14 million guaranteed. James, what do you think about this deal? It's not bad of a deal. I'm kind of worried that he kind of took a step backwards because you didn't really see him play a lot in Carolina. Was that more of Carolina? I don't know, trying to kind of, I guess you could say, gatekeep him. I'm not, I, don't, I don't get why Stefan was not on the field as much. Maybe I didn't. Maybe he was, and I just didn't watch a lot of Panthers games, which wouldn't make sense. But never felt like he was on the field. And I still think he's a good corner. Four years feels like it's a big commitment, but I don't. I haven't seen the full terms of like per year and what it looks like for that last year and the last two years. So it could drop off to where it's not as bad. But as of right now, I know Stefan. I believe is a twenty-nine-year-old corner. The Colts don't really have any good corners off top. So I, I would say it's a solid signing. Yeah, not, Parshi, Parshi called it a good move for them. So Yeah, I, I think getting at least a decent corner is going to help them because he has experience always taking on those number ones like he did in Buffalo and also especially where he really made a name for himself in New England. Well, uh, uh, two things. Number one, he had to have played in Carolina because he made a Pro Bowl while he was with Carolina. Um, and secondly, he is 31, which is still, you got good life left as you, a cornerback. You still got, you still got a few good years because I mean, we've, we've seen, I think Captain Mullerlin, Mullerlin, he played until he, he was, was almost 40. Yeah. He, he played until he was 38, I believe. Yeah. He was almost 40. So now, here, it, it all just depends. I don't know how much tread he has left on those tires. That's yeah, the thing. And, and that's something that he'll have to wait and see, which is probably why it's only a two year deal. Uh, that second year may very well be voidable. Um, next NFL topic I want to get to is Baker Regan Mayfield. An hour ago, Ian Rappaport named the Panthers as Baker Mayfield's most likely spot. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Really? I thought initially. So I- you you don't think they're going to draft a quarterback? Because if they take Baker, why do you draft quarterback? Well, that's the thing. It, if you get Baker, then no, you don't draft the quarterback. But obviously, if you don't get Baker, then you either go get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Right. That, I, I mean, that's how it is. I'm not, I don't know which way they'll go because I'm not in the war room. That's true. That's Initially, true. I'm thinking they well, go get a QB. They here, just here's, reset. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to fly to Charlotte. And, and and go in. Well, why don't I just call him? Go real in. Quick. Go in Carolina's <laughs> war room. And, hey, what are y'all and thinking? Figure it out. <laughs> Use your Kevin Cosner draft day skills, and and go hang out in the war room. Are you getting David Putney or not? Are you having pancakes for breakfast or not? It's a good question. Is Bo Callahan your number one, or are you going Vontae Mack? Or Ray Jennings. Or Ray Jennings. If you've seen Draft Day, you will understand everything that we're talking about at this current moment in time. 
off news, not quite NFL, but still professional football. The USFL starts tomorrow. I know all of the middle-aged men of South Louisiana are thrilled about this. <coughs> because I said I was too. Well, so am I. I. I mean, my I've always I loved the XFL. Any competition for the NFL is good. It's just like if you're a wrestling fan, AEW is good for the WWE. It makes you, it forces you to become better. So the USFL is, is a great idea. It starts tomorrow night. This year, all games will be played in Birmingham. Uh, the New Orleans Breakers play on Sunday. I don't like that because I won't be able I don't to like go that to either. Game. I don't like it either. What, what's wrong with traveling? Um, Why y'all hate traveling? Yeah, for the first year, for some reason, they're all going to play in Birmingham. Because they don't want to. And the, the, the point of me bringing this up is that the New Orleans Breakers have officially named their little Iceman mascot. He looks like mascot. He, he oh, looks, he's got a name? He looks like Mr. Freeze from The Incredibles. That's <laughs> what he, that's that what he kind of looks like. So, so here we go. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. No. Dave the Wave. Oh, Big Dave. Big Dave. Big Dave. And according to the Breakers' Twitter page, it is officially the best mascot in the entire league. I don't I mean, know how look, you, I don't look, know. Look at the guy. Oh, dude, he looks swaggy. Dave the Wave. His sunglasses looks like a PS4. Like I, I want, I want Dirty Coast or somebody <laughs> like that. One of those, one of those New Orleans print shops to make a swaggy Dave the Wave T-shirt and then send it to us. If if somebody can make that happen, you know what? I'll even be nice. I'll support the business. I'll go buy it. You go buy it. Buy one for uh, Ray, too. I, I want a Dave the Wave t-shirt. And also, Larry Fedora being the head coach, they're going to start doing Fedora Fridays on social media. Yo, love that. Love that idea. It's 3.30. Let's take a timeout. And when we come back, it is the best part of your Friday. KLFY Sports Director George Faust is going to join us for Friday's with Faust here on the Jordy Holtberg Show. This is the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette. You like that Adam Levine impression, didn't you? 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard Seafood Patio has some of the best boiled crawfish in town, but they also serve up boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, Fried and grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, pull boys, and a seafood buffet. All right, I'm hungry now. Go sign up for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio. Welcome back to the Jordy Holtberg Show here on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, Hannah Five Names. Your Mariners are going to lose every game this weekend. 
They won yesterday. Leave me alone. Let me have. Okay, well they're not going to beat the Astros, so that's what's that's what's relevant here. Okay, even Foot said it's going to be a good game. So hush your mouth. Foot's just trying to be nice. No, that was Foot's serious face. Speaking of Kevin Foot, he's got this philosophy of of paying the piper, and uh, after the Cajuns win in fourteen to two last night, I think he thinks that they're going to have to pay the piper tonight. Yes. Uh, Let Let's see if George Faust agrees with that. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLFY sports director George Faust joins us on the game hotline. George, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, you know, just a, just another day in the neighborhood as we get ready for Easter. But, uh, yeah, uh, chilling and uh, getting ready for work and all that good stuff, man. Just uh, another day. So, you know, you and I you and I talked last night at the, at the Cajuns baseball game against ULM. 19 oh. base hits, a 14-2 to victory for the Cajuns. Do, do you agree with Kevin Foote's insane philosophy about paying the piper? I I don't I don't necessarily think it's paying the piper. I think uh, I don't like to waste all the runs in one game. <laughs> uh, you don't you only needed three runs in that game to win. So why why, why go ahead and score fourteen? Uh, and, and when you can you know do it with five, win five two, and be in control. And they, no, I'm just kidding. I I do I do think that uh, it's some and see that's a, that's a fan's way of thinking. If you're if you're playing the game, you want to put as put as much as many points on the on the on the scoreboard as possible, and uh, I, I think with with regards to paying the piper, I don't think that has anything to do with it right here in this context because the way the Cajuns are swinging the bat, uh, it has it, they're just going to keep on swinging that way, and uh, the, the great thing about this team, and I've said it before. Is that their attitude and the way they've kind of, uh, kind of encompassed what what Coach Matt Deggs wants to do, and that's uh, be aggressive at the plate and you know put put their foot on the neck of their opponent and not let up until until the game is over, and that's their mentality, and so that's why they're doing that, putting up 14 runs. They might put up another 14 tonight. You never know. I I, I actually agree with that because. Who's to say you are even able to score another run? Like you gotta, you gotta take advantage of the opportunities of scoring a bunch of runs if you can. This is this is a team that is very aggressive and they're always looking to hit. So yep. whenever you get those opportunities, you gotta take those. That's the way I see that's it. Exactly, I don't, that, I don't well, see exactly it. Right. And and you heard Coach Deggs last night, and then Tyler Robertson also was talking about how. You know that's that's the mindset, man. We we the reason they're hitting the ball so well is what Tyler was saying, is because they they take BP for three hours, or you know they're hitting the ball three hours a day, or uh, you know so they the mindset is go hit the ball. And remember in 2014 when Coach Deggs was the the hitting coach for the Cajuns and they were number one in the country and they were raking then back then. You know I mean they were hitting the ball massive. You know. You know, just a outrageous amount of times. That that was the mentality, and and so he's just that. That's his style, and the team is adopting the style, and 
and it's paying off for him in a big way, especially uh, when you – I mean, look, Coach Deggs has to say, you know, they faced some good pitching yesterday and they just were on. He has to say that because it's, it's politically correct. But to be honest with you, that, that let's be honest, UL Monroe hadn't that, – that's not – we're not facing, you know – uh, the, the top tier team in the team in the country here on, in ULM, so they're going to be able to kind of get a, take advantage of that situation. There's some good pitchers, no doubt, on ULM, but they, they, it's not they're not uh, the cream of the crop, you know. Right, no question about it. Chatting with Caleb Y Sports Director George Faust here on Fridays with Faust. George, I'm glad you brought up 2014 and and you compared a little bit of the, the philosophy from Deggs as the hitting coach to Deggs as the head coach. On the field with this team, are, are you starting to see some similarities between this team and 2014? Well, you know, yes, and and and, and even more so than that. The tw- so the, it, it's the grittiness, the uh, scrappiness of this team and this, this, this mentality that, look, Ty – Tyler Robertson hit that lat that he was up for the cycle last night, right? So TR hits that little uh, shot over the left fielder's head or over the shortstop's head in the left field, and I'm like, okay, so he gets a single, and I'm watching, and he thought double out the box right away. I mean, I, I tell that to, to to my kids all the time when they're playing, I like, double out the box, think double out the box, and then see if we have to stop you, we'll stop you, and, and so that's. What they it, that ball that you know just kind of drifted over the shortstop's head and fell down, and Tr was rounding first looking for second, and he ended up getting a double out of it, even though it's right there in left field. I mean, it wasn't far. It wasn't like he hit it into the corner. He hit it right to you know the, the uh, left fielder could go pick it up and throw it. But it's the mentality. That's the similarity. It's the it's the. We're gonna scrap. We're gonna get to the ball yard, and we're gonna we're gonna fight. And whether that means hitting home runs or, you know, you know, pitching you to where you can't hit hit the ball. And that not only is that like the 2014 team that scrappy attitude that hey, I'm I'm coming to the yard. I'm playing I'm playing a game. Once I step into the yard, guess what? You you got a fight on your hands. That mentality. Is not only from the similar to 2014. It's also similar to the 2000 team that went to the College World Series and finished third in the country. And so there's there's that similarity and that mindset that Deggs is putting into into this team that we've seen in the past, and I think that's going to bode well for him down the stretch. Come you know Sun Belt Conference tournament time, and then eventually, hopefully, for them NCAA baseball time. George, talk to me about Brandon Talley. Six innings pitched last night, seven hits, two runs, only one walk, and he struck out eight career highs in both innings pitched and strikeouts. He, he's kind of slowly settled into the, this Friday night role, and he's been able to really do well in that role. Yeah, look, you know, that's what he was talking about last night, too. I mean, you were standing right there, too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's feeling more comfortable, I think. He's kind of getting an idea of what, what what's expected and what his role is. And I think that shows when it comes to his performances. And hopefully they can continue that with regards to um, his not, his kind of locking down that that, that Friday night position and, and bring and delivering at that high level. You know, Friday night starters are supposed to be the aces, supposed to be the guys 
that, you know, hey, we're throwing our best guy out there. Now, I don't know if that, that mentality's changed a little bit in baseball, but, you know, back when Gunnar Leger was, was pitching for the Cajuns, you knew every Friday night, man, I'm going to go, we're going to go to the Cajuns game. We're going to see Gunnar pitch. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to mow some kids down. He's going to come to the, like I said, come to the ball yard and get ready to play. And you know, you knew what you were getting. So I think that's what the Cajuns have been searching for. Maybe they found it here uh, with that good performance from Tally. Hey, George, I'm going to switch it up on you a little bit. With the USFL, they're starting tomorrow. The New Orleans Breakers is the local team. Yeah. What, what, what do you yeah. think? What do you think? I I actually love the USFL. I was telling this story last night. Uh, you know, I I that's the reason. I've actually told this story to Jordy once, I think. But, the, you know, that's the reason I'm kind of a broadcaster, a sportscaster. I got to go into the locker room as a seven-year-old. And, uh, and when the New Orleans Breakers were playing at the same time, well, not at the same time, but, at, you know, that year, same time, uh, in New Orleans, I, I, I went in and, you know, saw all the guys interviewing, like, Marcus Dupree and those guys. So I, I love the idea of bringing back the old, you know, the old names, the old teams and all that stuff. I think it's stupid they're playing in Birmingham, but that's <laughs> just me. But uh, <laughs> so, but yes, I, I think it's a great idea. Look, it needs – the thing about the USFL is you can't that you have to recognize what you are, right? So if you're if you're going to be a feeder to the NFL, which would be a great idea, kind of like NFL Europe. I mean, look, Jake Delhomme, Kurt Warner, all those guys, uh, they played in, the, in, in that NFL Europe, and, and that was a great, you know, kind of feeder to the NFL. If the USFL sets themselves up like that. And they're able to kind of sustain that over a couple of years. You never know that could that could contain that could grow into something like that. And then with the NFL, if they if they give you the you know the kind of like the blessing so to speak, uh, then, then hey, you never know that that partnership might blossom a little more. But no doubt the NFL has a monopoly. There's no doubt about it. But I think the USFL can be a great addition and a great filler for people who love football. Up until you know we get to uh, the NFL, you know, and training camps and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of it. I, you know, I was a big I was a big USFL guy uh, growing up. I mean, like Jim Mora, who coached the Saints in 1986, he he won with the with the he won two championships with the uh, Baltimore slash Philly Stars in <laughs> in the mid mid 80s, uh, and he had you know guys like. Vaughn Johnson and Sam Mills and you know Bobby Abear played for the Michigan Panthers. Uh, so I mean, they're, they're, the 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 talent you can get and, and hopefully you get, that'll parlay into some some for these guys that'll parlay into a career or something for them uh, in the in the NFL. Whenever, but it's I love it. I love the idea of it. I love football. Uh, being played all year long, I got no problem with that at all. Yeah, no, no question about it. Football all year doesn't sound like a bad idea. George, I got one more question for you before I let you run, my friend. And uh, it, it's about Cajun softball getting the win last night, ten to seven, rather uncomfortably. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you scored ten runs, but yet, you know, you, you give up seven. You, you kind of never let them go away. Uh, but they've got a double header today, four o'clock, and at six thirty. What what do you see happening in those two games? Do you think the Cajuns can take the series? Yeah, I, I do think the Cajuns will take the series. I, it's it's interesting because you know obviously South Alabama is one of these teams in, in softball, and they're they're kind of always 
a thorn in the side of the Cajuns with regards to, to softball. And, 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 look, this team, we, we've said it all year. We've seen it all season. They're a young team, the Cajuns, and they're going to they're gonna have some hiccups. They're going to – they're not going to – everything's not going to be clean. I know a lot of Cajun fans are, are used to watching just the Cajuns roll through the Sun Belt Conference. Here's the thing. This, the conference is changing a lot, and they're getting more talent. And I think what the Cajuns have been able to do is shed light on the fact that, hey, we play good softball in the Sun Belt, which is attracting other – good players to other teams in this league. And so year after year, the teams start getting better. South Al's always been one of those nemesis for the Cajun. I, I, I like them in the, this series. They'll be all right. I know like they got Sam Landry, they got Kendra Lamb, you, you know, Megan Shoreman, those girls in the circle. If they, ju- if they just do their business, do their job, everything will work out for them. I think they, I think they win this series. They continue to uh, that streak that they have of uh, consecutive Sun Belt Conference uh, series wins. I think it's at like sixty-seven or sixty-eight or something like something yeah, it was absurd like 69. that. Sixty-nine, yeah. So it, I knew it was up there. Um, so yeah, they're they're. I think that continues, and, and that this will be a very good quality series win if they they're able to pull it off because of the the talent level of South Allen and uh it could put them in the driver's seat with regards to the regular season uh claiming the regular season championship. So we'll we'll see what happens and and uh you know, it's always fun to watch. I love watching softball cuz it's fast, you know. Those girls don't don't waste any time. No, they're they're very quick, which is uh which is a good thing for deadlines in the journalism field, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. George Faust, KLFY Sports Director, has been our guest. George, I appreciate you taking the time. Have a very happy Easter with your family, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds like a plan. Y'all too. Happy Easter to everybody over there, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Gotta love George Faust. What a good guy. He went to Ole Miss, though. So we'll, we'll forgive him for that. Um, also found out last night that he's a Rumble Raider. Didn't know that he was from New Orleans. Hannah, that's your neck of the woods. Kind of. I mean, other yeah, side, other New side Orleans of the lake. is a whole, you know, they're 45 minutes away from my house, yeah. but yeah. Other side of the lake. I mean, well, okay, there. Let, let, me, let me rephrase this. You grew up closer to New Orleans than we did. Yes. So, it, it's, your, it's your neck of the woods. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Let's take a time out. <laughs> when we come back, we'll wrap up this Good Friday edition of the Jordy Holtberg Show and get you set up for another hour of us with Crunch Time with me, and Mesh. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend giveaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. 
Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Le Meridian Hotel in Houston, and The Game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Let's take a look at our Twitter poll question of the day. What are you looking forward to most about your Easter weekend? So far, 50% of you say spending time with your family. 40% say college baseball or pro baseball. And then 10% say the Pels. How come the Pelicans aren't getting the love that they deserve? That's not fair. Why it's not fair? Wait, what? What? <laughs> Wise words from five names. <laughs> Did you say life's not fair? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you to, to. Thank you for reading that off of a cereal box forty years ago. Hey. Lord. I mean, to be fair, is she wrong? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> okay. Life is very cruel sometimes. I mean, like my, my my mom used to say growing up, she was like, you know, I want this. She says, well, people on H E double high six won't ice water, but they ain't getting that. Oh my God, your mom uh, said that too. Oh, she said never, the actual word. She didn't say the whole hot double hockey pe- stick. People in hell want ice water, but they're not getting yeah. it. I've never heard that. Oh really? my God, my yeah. parents used to tell me that all the time. Wow. <laughs> I remember. I can remember. Oh my God, I want this new toy. I want this new video game. Whatever. Well, guess what? People in hell want ice water. They sure are not getting it. So. <laughs> Neither are you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. My parents, my mom still tells me that to this day. Get what you get and don't throw a fit. That's, get what you now get. That, now that I, I've heard the bunch. But the one. People in hell want ice water. Yeah. 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 You, you're, that was the you're, first you're, time. You're allowed to say hell on the radio, guys. That is okay. I, I just forgot exactly what the phrase was. I didn't want to completely <laughs> say it wrong. I, 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 I double I double checked. Hell is okay. I'm that, glad you that is I, you I asked, until I asked, after you said it and then you checked to see if Well no no no. I am saying I've asked before. Oh. I, I have asked. It's it's okay. Again, Cajuns Warhawks tonight, Cajuns Jags and Softball tonight, LSU Arkansas and baseball tonight, McNeese Incarnate Word, Pelicans, Astros. Everyone we are affiliated with. Is Am I forgetting tonight. anything? Um, I don't think I mean, so. Softball and Friday. baseball for both. For Cajuns, LSU, uh, McNeese, yep. Pelicans play tonight. Yep. Ashes play tonight. Yep. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's LSU, you, you can catch here at 5 o'clock on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. That's going to do it for this Good Friday edition of the Jordy Holtberg Show. For. Hannah Five Names and James Mesh. Thank you to George Faust, Jarrett Reed, and Jim Gazzolo for joining us, and you as well. Have a happy Easter, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.